0: Hammerdown Racing Report, and now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Kieser.
1: Welcome, race fans, to so the Hammerdown Racing Report, show number 167 for February 18th. Ooh, as I, I got get rid of that so you guys can actually see us. There we are.
2: Seeing us isn't always necessarily
1: a good thing. Yeah, it is true. It's Scott Hammer, along with Jerry Kieser, Ron Miller. Your regular hammerdown racing
3: report, yeah,
1: crew. Ron's, Ron. insists he'll have better internet by next week, so so he'll be more animated. Right, right, Ron.
3: animated.
1: Yeah, and hopefully, less. he won't, more, he won't be oh, popping lock. Pop, eh, eh, yeah, that's very good. Coming at you live from the hammerdown race report, home studios uh, presented by Oakshade Raceway. Hammerdown race report presented by Oakshade Raceway. That's what I meant to say. Uh, live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're at Hammer Report. Uh, follow us on YouTube by your by your it. There's actually been quite a that number's been increasing on YouTube. I've been I've been impressed because I haven't really been promoting that. Uh, you check out our website at uh, hammerdownracingreport.com. All the information is on there. Tonight on the show, Amber Balkin will be joining us. She is uh, I believe she's still Canadian citizen, but uh, Canadian driver first uh, to win a NASCAR, first female Canadian driver to win a NASCAR sanctioned event in the U.S. Uh, She's raced 410 Sprint. She's raced for Kyle Busch Motorsports. She was on Racing Wives. And just yesterday she made an announcement that she's going to be driving for uh, Bill McAnally uh, Racing, I believe it was. And uh, they got a whole... uh, nascar development uh, program and uh, we'll have her talk about that i guess it's a stepping stone to uh, possibly launch her into arca or uh, the truck series so pretty cool stuff there before we get to our racing roundup i gotta thank oakshade raceway of course we're the fastest meet to race Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced, and they're manufactured in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. And before uh, I get a text, I've got to click on this guy to get this going. Nope, there's the text. I beat it, though. There it is. Mill Street Speedway returning. Well, they were going to return to racing on uh, February 20th, but Mother Nature just is not playing nice. Um. Now we got too much snow. We've gone in the opposite direction that we needed. So uh, that event, the Hangover 2, has been canceled, if you have not heard by now. Uh, but the uh, 2021 race schedule has been released, and you can check that out on, I believe it's on their website at millstreamspeedway.net. It's on Facebook. But uh, make sure to follow them.
3: That's a pretty cool schedule, too, Scott.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of good events on there. Uh, what he's got the fast series, uh, the GLS, uh, or Great Lakes uh, Super Sprints are going to be there. Uh, so, uh,
3: UMP yeah. late models, Boss on Wing,
2: Boss
1: Non Wing show, yeah.
3: UMP, be... UMP late models.
1: Yes,
2: there's going to be UMP late models, Ron, and UMP modifieds for all my buddies <laughs> down here that have been begging.
1: Thanks to Big yeah. D's Pizza over there in Clyde. Uh, check out the Big Nut Burger over there, 419-547-1444. And, of course, Ron Miller Race Cars up there in Lamberville, Michigan, 734-856-7223 uh, for all your race cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, whatever, whatever you need.
3: Right, Ron? Maybe even trailer repair.
1: Yeah, maybe even – yes, thank you. He worked on Got my trailer all ready to go for uh, – for this weekend, and then the race got canceled. Uh, don't go to Ron Miller's for internet service, though. Bad place no. for internet. So, again, Ron's internet will be fixed. I can
3: make suggestions, though. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get to uh, the racing roundup, how about we uh, bring Amber Balkin in? You guys okay with that? Absolutely. All right. Sure. Amber, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, guys. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks, uh. Hey, Amber. Thanks, thanks for coming on. I'm Scott Hammer, Jerry Kieser, Ron Miller, in case you couldn't read the little names there. Um,
3: hey guys.
1: We're working on Ron's internet. He's, he's had some connections, bad connections recently, so he's kind of using his phone there. Um, let's uh, let's start off uh, by, uh, tell us about uh, yesterday's big announcement on uh, going uh, racing with Bill Mc- McAnally. Uh, I keep wanting to mispronounce his name. I'm a terrible <laughs> at Bill. I want to call him McNally. McAnally Hi. Racing.
4: Yeah, but it's, a, it's all relative, but yeah, absolutely. So I just announced yesterday that I have a brand new primary sponsor, Icon Direct. Oh, wrong side right here. Um, really cool thing about them is they're out of my home province of Manitoba. Uh, so it's really cool. I'm actually backed by two Canadian companies. Both from uh, Manitoba, and I'll be racing for Bill McAnally this year in the BMR Drivers Academy, which was also announced yesterday. I'll be backed by NASCAR, so it is considered a NASCAR development program. It's a brand new series 40 races, 16 race weekends, five tracks, three ovals, two road course. So I need seat time, and this is the perfect um, opportunity for me to get a lot of seat time.
1: And that's uh, that's all on the West Coast, right? All those tracks. What's uh, what, uh, the car, I, I saw your your uh, release your on Twitter with uh, the picture of the car, which looks great, by the way. Um, how is that, uh, I mean, what, what are the specs of the car? Is that the primary, is it just like an ARCA car? I mean, what's-
4: Exactly, yeah, it's identi- identical to the ARCA car. So what they wanted to do was kind of create a development series that would be good to transition into ARCA. You know, we got late models, we had the KN cars, so now you get a gist of getting to actually be in an ARCA car and and getting that seat time so that when you do transition to the National Arc Menard Series, you're already used to that type of car.
1: Excellent! And uh, you said what 40 races that's that's a lot, yeah. How I, it is a lot. <laughs> I, I, I think I saw the schedule was it starts uh, March 25th or something like that.
4: Yep, March 26th, and each, so it's 16 race weekends, so we race Friday and Saturday, we have two races um, a weekend, which I prefer, I come from a a dirt track racing background, and so to have back-to-back to -to races I think is really great, Uh, you can build off momentum of the last race, and uh, to do 40 races, I'm really, really excited, the thing that I lack most, especially in pavement cars, is seat time, so this will get me the seat time that I need to hopefully move up to the Ark Menard series next season.
1: Now any any uh, dirt tracks on this schedule?
4: Uh, <laughs> not for this season, okay. not yet. Um, like I said, forty races is quite a lot. If I'm adding any additional races, I really hope to add some Arco West races. Uh, Bill's giving us the opportunity for the drivers that are a part of the driver's Academy, whoever wins the most races and does well, he's actually going to put them in a few ARCA races. So really hoping that I do really well win a lot of races and I'll get to race those ARCA West races. And again, that will just help me um, be set up for the years to come.
1: How, how, uh, how long does that schedule go through?
4: It is March until October.
1: So it is pretty much uh, the full racing season then. Yeah. uh, do you know who the uh, other drivers uh, that are involved in this uh, program? Are? Uh,
4: I do. I don't remember their exact names. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, the,
1: the, the reason I'm the reason I'm asking is uh, how do you how do you feel you stack up against them? I mean, are they like <laughs> no competition or? or-
4: I mean, you know, honestly, I don't really know. Okay. Um, there's there's some that have quite a bit more pavement experience than I do, but in saying that, my goals still remain the same. I, I um, want to win the championship and win, you know, at least 10 races. So... Um, I haven't raced forty races accumulated in the last four years. So for me to have that type of seat time, I know I can do really well. My first year on pavement, I did twelve races, and it it took me eleven to win. So I know that with seat time, I can do well. So I, I expect to win a lot of races, and I expect to win the championship as well.
3: But let's
1: let's talk a little
3: bit Amber, about what's your, race, what's your racing background.
4: My racing background is dirt oval. So I raced, grew up racing go-karts on dirt ovals, then mini sprints, then sprint cars, 410 sprint cars, and then transitioned over to the asphalt eight models. And this past year I actually went and raced midgets. So I haven't raced on pavement since 2019. Um, So again, that's kind of where the lack of seat time comes from. I haven't raced full time since 2016. So really looking forward to being in the car consistently.
1: But you got quite a quite a background in in racing. You started what when you were ten years old.
4: Yep, I've been in the sport for eighteen years, so I've, I've definitely been in it for a long time. But I've always lacked the financial backing, and thankfully this year that now isn't an issue, and I have all those forty races covered, and I I can actually just focus on driving. You know, I don't have a manager, I don't have wealthy parents or anything, I do all that back end work myself. I go and find those sponsors, create the marketing decks, the sponsorship proposals um, to attract and, and try to get these companies to work with me. So thankfully, the hardest part's over. I'm, spo- I'm backed by an awesome sponsor of Icon Direct, which is an RV part supplier um, out of Canada, but that sells all over to the US as well. And uh, now that I have them on board, I, I can focus on driving
1: now a trend that we've kind of noticed and have talked about here that we've seen is it's not so much how good of a driver you are to to make it up to the top levels of NASCAR but if you have if you bring sponsorship or you bring money with you it, that seems to be the big thing is that is that something that you you find as well at your level
4: yeah absolutely um, any level especially in the pavement world you know the to move up, it just, it costs money and that's it. So uh, this is the first year since 2016 that I've had enough sponsorship to do an entire season and in an ARCA car, which is amazing. So I really hope that, you know, I do really well this year. My sponsors will want to continue to back me on to the next year and hopefully I get some, uh, I attract some new sponsors to, to help me get up because every level of racing, of course, costs more money. So uh, that helps when you win. So I'm I expecting to do as well as I can. Like I said before, now that I know I have a lot of races this year, I can focus on driving and just build on the momentum and developing my skills as we go.
1: Let's go back uh, to your background. Amber,
3: what areas of the country will you be racing in?
4: Sorry, can you say it again?
3: Yeah, what areas of the country will you be racing in?
4: So these are all on the West Coast. So the All five tracks are in California. Unless we do some of the West okay. races, then there'll be some in Las Vegas, Colorado, Arizona, and um, I'm missing any. I think I think that's it in California. So mainly all in California unless I do some West races. But again, uh, even in the ARCA West races, it'll be on the West Coast.
1: All right, now let's talk uh, more about uh, your background and your family. Um, your father, 48-time track champion. Is that is that real? I saw that in two different places because I had to double-check. That. I was like, how is that possible? Did he win multiple championships in the same years? Is it-
4: yeah, I know. Everyone was like, how does that work? Like, he hasn't even been racing 48 years. But, yeah, he, he's won multiple championships in one year, so he'll either win – like, he's won a touring championship and different track championships. Like, he's – I think won three or four championships, even in one year. So um, he is known for being a very consistent racer. And thankfully, you know, he's taught me a lot throughout the days. But, you know, now that on the pavement world, I'm the first in my family to go to pavement. So since I've been in pavement, it's been kind of a free for all is I got to learn everything on my own, but very thankful to still have my mom and dad, you know, morally support me. They're, they're still big fans and believe in me, but, uh, it's been a lot of learning on my own.
1: (laughs) Does your dad tell you, you need to get a little more sideways on the pavement. You're not
4: sideways. (laughs) No, he actually, he he takes a step back when it comes to pavement and kind of lets me do my thing, which I appreciate, you know, most father, daughter, I guess, father, son, um, interactions at the track can be pretty intense. So for him to, you know, kind of take a step back and let me do my thing, I appreciate it.
1: Now you were the first female to win a dirt track championship in Manitoba. Uh, what else? You, you're rookie of the year in a 410 sprint uh, in uh, the Northern Outlaw Sprint Association. Uh, the first female, uh, first Canadian woman to win a NASCAR sanctioned event in the U.S., uh, I mean, you got you got a lot uh, going for you there. I mean, how many other firsts uh, can you conquer here?
4: <laughs> well, thank you. You know, my biggest um, setback has been the financial backing. And now that that's out of the way, I feel like I don't have any more excuses. You know, I got to make things happen. So that's why this year I, I plan to just continue to, you know, b- b- Break those barriers and win those races, and, and keep adding to my resume. I feel like I've only scratched the surface. Um, there's a lot I want to accomplish, so I I hope that this year goes really great and we can just continue to build momentum on it.
1: Now, uh, last year you said you were driving uh, racing midgets, and uh, you were in a pretty bad uh, crashing and, and got hurt. Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm.
4: that. Yeah, so um, you know I've been in quite a few wrecks, and especially in open wheel cars on dirt. We flip a lot, and that's something I was used to doing. So it, it's nothing I've been really afraid of. It's not um, good
1: when you get used to that.
4: I <laughs> but this one was different. Um, this one was the first time I was pretty shaken up, and uh, I don't remember anything that happened. I just, from the video, I know I flipped multiple times, landed up in a fence. It was a really vicious flip. I was in the hospital for three days with a collapsed lung, burns to my arms. They're actually oh, really thrown up a lot. But um, so it was, it was, I woke up in the ambi I woke up in the, in the car when I was hanging on the fence and kind of could see the paramedics around me and then I like got back or I guess passed back out. And the next time I woke up again, I was in the ambulance and I couldn't feel my arms or legs. So I thought I was paralyzed. And I've never felt that really? feeling before. So, and I recently got engaged, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to walk down the aisle at my wedding. Like, I'm done racing. I don't like. I don't know what's going to happen. And so, they they ended up uh, injecting me with adrenaline, and I started the feeling started to come back. So I was okay, but um, it was definitely one of those kind of life flashing before my eye moments where I was like, this this is intense. And, um, it was the first time I, you know, contemplated whether I wanted to keep going, but, um, I'm a racer and racers just keep going. So, uh, I got back in the car. It was two and a half months recovery. It was quite a long recovery. I thought I was going to be back sooner, but, um, it took me two and a half weeks just to be able to lift my arms like that, like above my head. Oh. So, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for my recovery. I worked really hard at it. I'm now stronger than ever. I was in the in the gym when I could be, and um, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go now.
1: <laughs> Are you fully recovered then, other than uh, the scars? Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, I'm fully recovered. I was back in the car uh, two and a half months later, so I did two races since uh, the accident, which felt good to kind of you know make sure that everything was still hand-eye coordination was still there, and I, there was no fear there, or anything, and I felt really comfortable, so that was good to know. How'd
1: you uh, how'd you do last year in the midget? Um.
4: You know uh, no wins. I was in the Power I series which is a national series. So it was really difficult. I've actually never raced a midget before. I race sprint cars which um, even though they're both open wheeled they they uh, react very differently. So no wins. I got some top 10s. Um, the the series, the Power I series is is no joke. There's 40, 50, 60 cars a night to just make the A main is an accomplishment really. So um, I, I was, I had a lot of fun. It was good, but I'm definitely excited to be back in the pavement world and I know my parents are excited for me to not be in a midget anymore. <laughs> and yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited.
1: They feel that uh, the full size stock car is a little more protective.
4: Yeah, definitely. I think they're a lot safer that with the midgets, it's just, they're so light and there's nothing to really stop you from flipping. Mm-hmm. There's no wing to slow you down and they're so unpredictable. You just, hit a little rut and you're you're going for a ride so um I I definitely also feel safer in the full-body stock cars
1: now you've run the you've run on pavement with uh, for uh, Kyle bush Motorsports and uh, do you think uh, there's anything you can take away from that to that may help you here going forward this year
4: um or the yeah, cars just totally
1: different I, I don't know
4: they're super late models. They're a little bit uh, lighter, I guess, than the ARCA cars. So there's not too, too much I think I can take away. I think, I mean, you can take away something from everything really, but um, I think it's just it comes down to seat time. The after race after race, I know I'll get more comfortable in the cars and I'll feel better. And, and I think it only improve from there. Um, I had a little bit of bad luck. In both races of KBM with with mechanical issues, so it was kind of disappointing um, because obviously he has a really great car and crew, but uh, just wasn't wasn't our years.
1: <laughs> did you hear uh, that he's shutting down that operation this year?
4: I did not. Yeah. No. He's, he's oh wow.
1: Focusing on his other thing, he's got a What is it, his bush or, or his bush his uh, drink energy drink.
4: Yes, Rowdy, yeah.
1: Rowdy, that's his, what it was, Yeah. His
4: also racing now, too, so I'm sure he wants to give him the attention yeah. uh, that he wants for his, his career, too, so.
1: So, you, and you're not just a race car driver. You, you've been involved in other things. Uh, you were on Racing Wives. I, I've never watched the show. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like something I would watch normally. <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit about that experience, because you're not a racing wife. You were a racing racer
4: yeah <laughs> so um i actually met samantha bush through filming a pilot of another tv show quite a few years ago I, before i even moved to north carolina um and it was called racer girls it never got picked up but it was a bunch of um girls that race natalie decker was in that with me um and so that's how i first met her then when i moved down here she had her shop murph boutique and she asked me to model for a couple times so i did and um i just really tried to use that opportunity to build a relationship with her and get to know her more get to know kbm more and um it leaded up or ended up into me doing a tv show so uh samantha was the people or was the person who introduced me to cmt and they interviewed me to be part of the show and obviously i'm not a wife of a driver i am the driver but was, uh, was your
1: fiance it, on the show or was it all just female? Yeah, he was. Okay. No,
4: he, he was on the show. Um we did long di- we were at long distance at that point. So he I don't think he shows up till episode like four
1: or well, five. Spoiler <laughs> alert, spoiler alert.
4: <laughs> but um yeah, he he was in the show with me. And it was it was interesting. It was a really cool experience. I got to experience a lot of things that I would never would have got to otherwise, but it was uh definitely stressful too. Reality TV is pretty ruthless and the producers are well they're
1: How real is reality TV?
4: Editing. <laughs> um the baseline of everything is real, but some things are either exaggerated or manipulated, if that makes sense. Yeah. Makes we, sense. we're not having this. there is no season two, so
1: I was gonna uh, ask about that. The last thing I read was that it was up in the air. So if there yeah, was gonna if, if there was gonna be a season two, would you have been back?
4: Um, I definitely would highly consider it. I think (laughs) after doing, you'll be busy (laughs) racing this year. Yeah. I think after doing the first season, I learned a lot and now that I know how it works and everything, I think I would do it again, knowing what I know now. Um, but like you just said there, I want to focus on racing right now and I got 40 races to focus on and, um, you know, the show was was a great opportunity. I'm super thankful for it. Super thankful for uh, Sam and Kyle to give me that opportunity. But I'm I'm ready to definitely just focus on racing.
1: Now you were also on a couple other TV shows uh, as well. I saw you were on, on something with Brian Johnson of ACDC.
4: Yeah, How that, awesome was was that? Really cool. that was awesome. Was that that was really cool that was awesome he is the coolest guy i've ever met in my life he's so humble he's so down to earth you would have no idea that he is like the biggest rock star in america like you would think he's just like an average guy walking down the street like he he's unbelievable it was that was amazing
1: what was what was that show
4: it's called cars that rock with brian johnson so i was his co-host for season three i'll
1: have to check what was that what's that on
4: um so it's mainly on in the UK. Oh that's funny. um it was on yeah it was on a couple of different I think Quest was the main one. Um you can find it on YouTube though.
1: We'll have to look for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um uh you were I guess uh, you're near number 10. What's uh, what's the significance uh, of your number? Is there any significance there?
4: Yeah, there is. So my dad was always number 10 and, you know, being a little girl, I started at 10 years old and I wanted to be like my dad. So i um, just kind of stuck with that number 10.
1: Did you get to choose that then for, for your deal this year?
4: I did. Yes.
1: Okay. Awesome.
4: And yeah, it's kind of funny. Cause I was, this was the first year that I was going back and forth with my number. I was like, Oh, should I switch it up? You know, it's a new year, new sponsor, new everything. And I had a different number on there and I had the, I had my, Graphics person send it to me. And I was like, no, nope, it doesn't look right. It doesn't, can you put it back to 10? And they put it back to 10. I'm like, yeah, it looks faster. We're going to go with 10.
1: <laughs> nice. So is this, this is just a, a one year deal then for, for the, okay. It, yeah. And you, you don't know what's, uh, what's coming, on, uh, coming up for next year. You're just hoping that this uh, kind of propels you to, to ARCA or to the trucks. I mean, where, where, where I guess, uh, where would you like to end up ultimately?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So this year, again, just trying to win as many races as I can, win the championship, and um, do a couple ARCA West races to set me up for the full National ARCA tour next year. I'd like to do the full um, oh, national the main,
1: main, main ARCA main ARCA. Okay.
4: Exactly. Yeah. The main of the 20 races starting at Daytona, Daytona is something I've dreamed of for a long time and I think that would be amazing. So, um, but just kind of focusing on what's in front of me right now. I've, like I said before, there's a lot of beers that I only got to race part time. And, um, one thing when you're out of the seat, you remember when you are doing it, how you need to be super grateful for being in that experience so i'm just going to really live in the moment and and really take advantage of this opportunity this year
1: all right we got a comment that says let other people ask her things i've been asking too many questions <laughs> what you got jerry
2: hey i see that you're gonna be running at uh, irwindale sonoma Thunderhill. Uh, thunder hill what's it going to be what's it going to mean to you to race at tracks like sonoma and irwindale that have such a tremendous history in the sport
4: yeah, that's going to be really cool. I actually raced at Irwindale two years ago um, in a limited late model and qualified really good. I qualified third and, like, first, second, and third. We were all within, like, a hundredth of each other. Like, we were so, so close. So I started third and actually got turned into the wall on the first lap. So I was really disappointed because I loved Irwindale. I'm like, this track is so fun. You run on the high side. There's um, – Palm trees down the back straightaway, which like, where do you see stuff like that? So, uh, I'm really excited for Irwindale, Kern County. I'm excited for as well. It's looks a little bigger, a little bit nervous for Sonoma, a little nervous for Thunder Hill. I have zero road course experience. So, um, that'll be a learning experience. That's for sure. But, uh, I I'm excited.
1: Awesome. Well, maybe, uh, maybe the, uh, the others you're competing against, uh, don't have uh, road course experience either so maybe the level playing field
4: I, I talked to bill today and he said there's quite a few road course guys excited for their road course so huh. yeah if, if anything hopefully i can learn from them and then at least by mid-year be able to beat them
1: <laughs> now do you get any uh practice time before the actual season starts on any of these tracks or are you just
4: no we're just, just thrown just right into it yep
1: wow okay well it sounds like you're pretty excited about it though
4: yeah.
3: go ahead ron Amber, we've talked about your dad a little bit. Is he still racing?
4: He is, yeah. With COVID this year, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for him to race, so I think he only raced six times this year. But um, as far as I know, he's he's ready to get back in the car for next year or this year, I guess I should say.
1: Cool. What does he uh, What's he run?
4: He runs a dirt late model.
1: Oh, Ron! He's (laughs) right up Ron's alley there. (laughs) Here we go. Ron's been running a dirt late model for how many years? You've been running a late model, Ron. Oh, uh, I don't
3: know,
1: since about forty. We always <laughs> say since horses pulled the carts on the track. So, I
4: I don't think people really realize unless you're in it how addicting this sport is, and it's really hard to get out. My dad's retired multiple times, but he I don't even believe him anymore.
1: <laughs> is he gonna come? I,
4: take for me to get to like Xfinity or Cut for him to retire because then he'll have a reason to travel and and kind of follow me along. But unless I get to the top there, I think he's gonna keep racing.
1: Now, if if you and him were both in a dirt late model racing each other, who would win?
4: In a dirt late model he would because he's got the experience okay. all
1: right if he, he were
4: in a sprint car, yeah. I think I got him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he raced sprint cars for I think five or six years too. So
2: yeah, should make that happen. With that said, with, with with the dirt background, if all this turns out to be pretty successful and it, it opens up a few more doors to you, is there any chance of you coming out east, possibly hitting big, you know, like Eldora, Knoxville, things like that?
4: Oh, I would love to. Absolutely. Even the Canadian NASCAR Pinty series, they have one at Osh Weekend. Um, I think it conflicts with my schedule, but. I really want to race that race too because I, I've raced that Osh Weekend before in a three hundred and sixty for the Canadian Nationals. Made the dash there too, so I love that track. It's a nice, big, wide track, um, really racy. So I, I hope to race there, and definitely Bristol. I've watched the Bristol Truck Race lots of times, and um, Knoxville. I've never raced there, but that would be amazing. Been there quite a few times to watch the Nationals, and that'd be really cool. I think I'd do well on dirt.
1: Now you said that the. Yeah there was going to be some ARCA opportunities. Uh, Was there, is there any set dates or tracks that that those opportunities are for? And would any of those happen to be the Toledo race?
4: Uh, No, not the Toledo race. So they're all the West. You're all the West. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's some Irwindale, a lot of the tracks that we race at plus Colorado, Phoenix, Vegas. Uh, Yeah. I think that, I think that's it.
1: Well, when you make it to, uh, to ARCA, which I'm sure is going to happen and you're running the, the ARCA proper series, that's a, what I call it instead of East mm-hmm. and West. Uh, then you'll, we'll see you here in Toledo. Finally, you, you've never raced the yeah. Toledo speedway, have you?
4: Nope. Nice big
1: high banked half mile. So yep. definitely have to get you out here for that. Uh, one thing that our guests on the show usually have happened to them after they've been on the show is they go on and win, uh,
4: that's but, amazing. Yeah.
1: Devin Moran had some, uh, some lockdown in Florida. He won, won a big Gator down there
4: for awesome. the
1: dirt nationals. So uh, what March 20- have to come
4: on your show more 20th, yes.
1: <laughs> March 26th, you said that that's the first race. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are going to be available to watch on speed sport TV.
4: Yep. You got it.
1: Okay. Well, we'll be watching and uh, when you win, you'll have to say it's because of Hammerdown uh, hammer down racing report. I will, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, what, one last question for you here. Uh, with with all the races on the West Coast, are you going to be going back and forth from North Carolina and, and to the West Coast, or are you going to be staying out there for the duration of the season?
4: Yeah, so I have my lease on my apartment here until the middle of April, so I'll be here till April and then move down there. My uh, fiancé plays in the Canadian Football League in Canada, so I'll be moving to California. He'll be moving back to Canada. And then at the end of the season, we'll – figure out where next year leads us.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, we with you, wish you the best of luck and uh, we appreciate you giving us the time here this evening.
4: Well, thank you for having me on. It was fun.
1: Guys, any, any other questions since I seem to usurp the conversation? You're good with me. Thanks. All right.
3: All right. Thanks, Amber.
4: <laughs> Thanks guys. Appreciate yeah. having me on. All
3: right. Bye. Good, good luck this year. Thank we'll, you. We'll be watching. Absolutely. Thank you. There you go,
1: Amber Balkin. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what she can do out there in that uh, stock car, sponsored by Icon. We'll be watching on Speed Sport TV.
2: Notable drivers that have come through that uh, organization include uh, Peyton Sellers, Brandon Gaughan, Cole Custer, Chase Bisco, Todd Gilliland, Haley Deegan, and Derek Krauss have yeah, and, also been through that program.
1: And uh, the the BMR Racing, they uh, they, I think I saw it was like ten Arca. Championships,
3: yes, so.
2: <clears throat> been very very competitive over the years. Look forward to seeing if Amber can have some uh, good luck there and, and get some good finish possibly end up an archetype
1: Yeah, um, we we had some racing going on uh, this past weekend. Tell us about it, Jerry.
2: Yes, we did this week's Hammerdown Racing Racing Roundup. Uh, starting off with the World of Outlaw Morton Buildings Late Models. Devin Moran. Finally closed the deal and picked up his first World of Outlaw win of the season, fifth overall last Thursday at Volusia Speedway Park. Uh, congratulations to, to Devin. And Big D's Pizza, what the sponsor on the car. Uh, Brandon Overton dominated Friday's event at Volusia with Moran in second, and then Saturday's race was canceled due to rain, and Devin was crowned the Big Gator Trophy for the late model Porsche Dirt Car Nationals. Next up for the World of Outlaws Late Models is Duck River Raceway Park in Tennessee on Friday, March 5th, and a Tennessee tip-off at Smoky Mountain Speed, Tennessee, on March 6th. The USAC Amsoil National Sprint Car Series was in action, with Kevin Thomas Jr. picking up the win Thursday night at Bubba Raceway Park with, with Buddy Kofi. Finishing 8th, Ludlow Falls, Ohio's Matt Westfall came home 22nd on Thursday night. On Friday, it was Justin Grant picking up the win, who also ra- did a lot of racing down at Waynesfield Raceway Park. At, this was at Raceway Park with Buddy Gofoy third and Matt Westfall finishing 15th. The King of the 360s uh, event was underway down at East Bay starting last Thursday with Danny Moore Jr., regular with the USCS Series, picking up the win on opening night. Uh, a bunch of local area drivers were down there, including Tyler Gunn, who finished 8th, Max Stanball ninth, and Phil Gressman 18th. Tim Schaefer won Friday night's portion of the King of the 360s with Stanball 7th, Tyler Gunn 17th, and Phil Gressman 19th. Final night was canceled due to wet grounds. In NASCAR action, in the blue-green vacation duels, Eric Almirola won duel 1, Austin Dillon won duel number 2 after rain delay on Thursday night at Daytona locking their way into the Daytona 500. Ben Rhodes drove his Thor Sport Toyota Tundra to victory in Friday night's Lucas Oil 200 at Daytona International Raceway. Austin Sindrick won in the Xfinity Series on Saturday night's Beef It's What's For Dinner 300. And Michael McDowell picked up the win at the Daytona 500 by splitting the wrecking Penske Fords of Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano on the final lap in a very popular victory at uh, daytona international raceway next up for nascar the trucks will be in action at the silver state 200 las vegas on friday march 5th the xfinity series will be in action this saturday at 5 p.m on fox sports one at the daytona road course the cup series is also at the daytona road course this weekend for the o'reilly auto parts 253 and that'll be on sunday at 3 p.m on fox and that'll do it for this week's racing roundup
1: all right coming up uh we do have this week's how many We're giving away a big d's pizza uh, I was just uh, looking over some stuff I forgot to look at from uh, our producer Dave Kemmer from earlier this morning. Some late breaking news, um, making sure we covered there. Uh, stick around for that. That'll be coming up uh, very shortly. As a matter of fact, uh, before we get to that, some racing news. Camping World CEO Marcus Lamones. That's that's what I'm going with.
2: Lamones. Yeah. Hey, works for me. Yeah. Um,
1: that's what we're going with. He's, uh, he announced all kinds of bonus prize money for, for the for the uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series this year. Uh, there was a whole bunch of things, but uh, some of the big ones include a $50,000 driver bonus, $25,000 road crew bonus for the race team, uh, single car, not multi-car team, single car team that leads the most laps during the season. Uh uh, an electric pickup truck and electric RV will go to the champion, and there's there's other other awards there. So uh, it seems like these weird award things are, are becoming more popular. I know a lot of things were, were happening with Millstream and the hangover race and bounties, and it's, uh, that just seems to be a, a thing. It's not just winning races anymore. It's doing other things. It's accomplishing little tasks. Okay. Uh, a pair of 19-year-old Toyota Racing Development drivers are set to make their asphalt late model debuts later this year. Uh, one of those would be Buddy Kofoid. I was very surprised by this. Uh, also, Kaylee Bry- Bryson will race uh, pro and super late models in the Northwest this spring for racing dynamics. The pair will test late models before competing in events at the uh, South Sound Speedway in Rochester, Washington, Evergreen Speedway in Monroe, Washington, and uh, another track over there in Washington. Uh, Kofoid and Bryson will begin testing later this spring. They'll make their Asphalt Late Model debuts on April 3rd at South Sound Speedway in the pro uh, late model competition. So some some other dirt guys uh, moving to the pavement, which is weird because the pavement guys' pavement series are going to the dirt. It's a back and forth thing. Uh, there's new uh, Outlaw Super Late Model series this year. The Reveal, the, I'm sorry, let me start over. Reveal the Hammer Outlaw Super Late Model Series. I like the name of that. I bet you do. It's got a hammer in it. Uh, it's going to compete in a seven-race schedule at tracks in Michigan and Indiana, including New Paris Speedway, Anderson Speedway, Berlin Raceway, Birch Run Raceway, and Auto City Speedway. First race uh, for that series is coming up May 8th at New Paris. Um, then... Uh, uh, some sad news that uh, was came out earlier today uh, about veteran motorsports announcer, Bob Jenkins. And uh, we'll let you, uh, we'll let him tell it in his own words here. Um, just, just give it a listen and we'll talk about it.
0: Thank you, Doug. Um, I'm not it done. happened on Christmas night. I awoke with a severe headache I'll put this in capsule form. I made it to one hospital. They did a CAT scan and then told me that I needed to go someplace else for an MRI because the Crawfordsville Hospital did not do MRIs. The first diagnosis was a stroke. The second diagnosis was we have found two malignant tumors in your right temple and you have brain cancer. But I had colon cancer in 1983 and I survived that. And with God's help and my beloved race fans, I'm gonna make it. I don't have a large family, Doug. I have a niece and a nephew. But I consider the first people that I should tell my family. And my family is my race fans, and people like you who contribute so there you go. to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the uh,
1: Announcing he has uh, brain cancer. He's going to kind of back off uh, as far as his coverage responsibilities for the Indianapolis 500. You can watch the uh, full uh, video there. Pretty good uh, interview uh, with Doug. I'm not Doug. just want to point that out. Uh, that's on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Facebook page, I do believe. So some sad news there for for Bob, very powerful video, and uh, we're definitely pulling for him uh, for a full recovery there. Um, And I had some late-breaking news here for the World of Outlaws, and I just closed my email, so I'm not going to be able to read it now. But originally, the uh, World of Outlaws series uh, events for this weekend at Magnolia Motor Speedway and the Rev have been postponed due to – what is it, 78% of the U.S. is now covered in snow, I think it is the deal. Yeah. And so they, they say extreme weather is the official reason those have been uh, postponed. And they will be doing, I guess they're going uh, uh, to be doing some make dates to be announced. The next race was going to be the Texas Two-Step at the Cotton Bowl Speedway on February 26th and 27th. And I think, I thought I saw something that that may have been. Uh, Dave, Dave chime in here because I, I closed my email from you. Um, but, uh, there were some other issues with some other races due to, uh, COVID restrictions. So you, if you're planning on going to any, uh, World of Outlaw races, uh, check into that. Uh, other than the World of Outlaw race at Bristol Motor Speedway, World of Outlaw bash and throwdown for both the late models and the sprint cars, Um uh, that's going to be happening at Bristol Motor Speedway in April. It's going to be invite-only for the drivers looking to compete in any of the four divisions in that uh, in those uh, both of those weekends. Uh, the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings, Late Models, and uh, Dirt Car UMP Modifieds will make their debut at Thunder Valley on April 8th through the 10th, while the uh, NAS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series will re- make its return to the track for the first time since 2001. Uh, joined by the Super Dirt Car Series on April twenty second through the twenty fourth. Invites will be sent out by each series uh, director. That's what it was. Okay, there's there's the update for from from Dave, our producer. The Texas races are still on. So uh, the two step uh, Texas two step Cotton Bowl. Assuming the snow melts. I don't know. Hopefully they got some time and they have power. They got to figure out the power issue, but they got a they got uh, what is that? They got a week, February twenty sixth and twenty seventh. But the Western Swing has been canceled due to some uh, COVID thing. That's something we should ask Amber if uh, any concerns about uh, COVID restrictions out there on the West Coast.
3: Scott, I was listening on the news this morning, and they were saying that uh, while Texas is still cold tonight uh, and tomorrow. Um, Monday, Tuesday, they're going to be back in the mid sixties to seventy degrees.
1: That's fake news. Don't don't listen to the media. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's
1: a a brand the brand new uh, next gen car for uh, NASCAR is uh, supposedly going to completely change the game, uh, specifically on the ownership side of the business. Cost to enter the sport are uh, supposedly going to drastically uh, decrease at least from a development and uh, alliance standpoint. The next-gen chassis is a spec chassis. All teams will run the same cars regardless of the manufacturer. Uh, That will cut R&D, specifically when starting fresh. The car features a wide range of aerodynamic mechanical changes. The front splitter is off the ground to reduce uh, aerodynamic dependence, which I think is a good thing because those things are just – they hit the grass and bad things happen. It's always – it seems like that's like the thing they're always worried about on, on those cars. And so they're going to move that up. Uh, a rear diffuser, and I'm not sure how this is going to work or what effect this will have, but a rear diffuser will be used to guide air to a trailing car. You know, now with the spoiler, the air's all dirty behind the spoiler. So I'm not sure what a diffuser is going to do. I guess that might make it so there's uh, more air hitting the front of that car behind so it's got some more downforce. Uh, I'm not sure.
3: Uh, independent rear suspension. Uh, I've been in racing a lot. Of, I, I've been in racing a lot of years, and never ever has a rule that was intended to reduce costs <laughs> um, ever reduce costs.
1: Well, that's their intent, but you're right. Yeah, because then people have got to try and figure out. Well, and everybody with the same chassis now, you know, they're going to spend more to try and figure out how to how they can get an advantage. At least that's my guess. Uh, the new cars uh, will yeah the new cars will have independent rear suspension which will help make the shift from aerodynamic downforce to mechanical grip uh, the next gen tires are going to be much wider opening the door for softer tires that could have some fall off on them and the bodies are going to be made of uh, composite which I, I believe is what the Xfinity series has been running um, and that'll allow for more door banging without the consequences especially on the short tracks uh, because they're composite and not the, the sheet
3: metal. ARCA has been using the composite bodies for a few years now, and they've really worked well.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's good. The next-gen car was supposed to debut this year, but because of uh, COVID last year, everything got pushed back one year. So 2022 Daytona 500, that's when uh, the next-gen car is going to be here. And I'm, i am I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it yet. I mean, I guess I'm just going to wait and see. I'm not sure about this. I, uh, I wonder if the
3: 2022 cars will include uh, eliminating the five lug nuts and going with the one center. I think that's what uh, uh, at one point that's like, what they like were going to do. Cars.
1: Yeah, at one point they were looking at that, but I that article didn't have any more information as far as if that was something that they were officially going with. By last I read that that's what was going to happen. So and that'll that'll make. What's that, Jerry?
2: So that's what I had read as well. Yeah. I I thought that was a done deal, but
1: yeah, that'll make the pit stops even faster. So uh next thing, next thing you see, you they'll have the the built in jacks like the uh the tires, oh, yeah. they'll just go stop there, pfft, the whole car goes up in the air. You got well, I guess you, they have more guys over the wall there, but uh I don't know. Uh yeah, Dave, Dave uh, confirms the one lug net per tire. So that'll be something different too. Something to look forward to. Something we uh, kind of uh, skipped over last week and meant to talk about was uh, about this uh, veteran New Smyrna Beach Speedway tech official who uh, died after he was involved in an altercation between two race teams in the sportsman class competing in the World Series of Asphalt. Uh, this was a couple weeks ago now. Contact between, or contact at the finish between Brian Krucek Krusche- Krusche- and Matthew Green on two consecutive nights ended with crew members involved in a physical altercation on the front stretch. While the podium celebrations were going on, both drivers were disqualified for unsportsmanlike conduct. A second much larger fight broke out after the night's racing concluded between uh, both teams. Rusty Cruz, who was 58 uh, and uh, a tech official at new Smyrna beach speedway attempted to break up the fight. He was knocked down in the melee and then uh, Cruz uh, suffered a heart attack and later passed away. Um, some uh, pretty crazy stuff there. I know that, uh, uh, Ron, you wanted to kind of talk about that, didn't you? I
3: don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, racers need to be able to vent, but uh, to have a, a full full out brawl on the front stretch, um that's kind of over the top.
1: But isn't that where uh, Earl said to have them?
3: Well, absolutely. On the track, Uh, you know those. Let
2: me set up a a boxing ring and sell tickets.
3: Yeah. Those those fans paid good money. There's no reason that uh, an altercation like that should be in the back. Uh, It should be right in front of them. They paid good money.
1: Well, well, the the big one was actually after the races. That was just the first one was there on the front stretch. Then they had the bigger one, and that's where he got knocked down.
3: I, and I don't. I I think he probably had some sort of pre-existing condition. And boy, we've heard that a lot with the COVID. But uh, yeah, I, I think he had some issue that uh, caused him to have a heart attack. I, I don't think him getting knocked down caused it. But
1: yeah, just, yeah it's it's still terrible. I believe they're they're uh, still doing an investigation on that, but there's no direct ties to to that. And it sounds like that's probably the case. Right. So. But still, tough deal for, for him. And, you know, it's kind of, I don't know. Do fight It's stuff? a
2: black eye on the sport, no matter how you look at it. But at the same time, it, you're in competition, adrenaline's high. Something like that happens, you're going to get mad. I, I mean, I, I look, okay, a good example is the Jordan Conover, Ricky Reif situation at Oakshade last season. Yeah, you know, it happened. A little bit of action happened on the track. Cooler heads prevailed. No fights happened back in the pits. After a couple weeks, they were able to talk it out. Everything turned out good. And diplomacy is one thing, but at the same time, like Ron said, fans pay to see some rivalries and to see guys beating and banging. And it's hard to tell. Where's where do you,
1: yeah, that's what I was going to say. Where do you draw that line? You know, hockey. I mean, people go, they want to see fights in hockey, and it's a normal thing. It's, you know, it's, but, yeah. but they're, they're the officials, you know, they kind of back off, let them go at it till they fall on the ground, then jump on top of them. So maybe, maybe we need to do some hockey training for our officials. I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is.
2: I got a comment there in, in the comments that Oshade's had some pretty hot attitudes in the pits. And I think the person that posted is, is probably the biggest culprit of them all.
1: Probably. She, she, uh, yeah, she gets pretty, pretty, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble now. Thanks.
3: Uh, you're you're she, welcome she's just a, she's an instigator once real fun starts <laughs> she runs the other way
1: she's she's like my uh my wiener dog she'll bark up a storm and then when somebody gets close run away um
0: okay move,
1: moving on now <laughs> well she agreed so you're all right <laughs> moving on let's play uh how many uh no need to spin this the big d's pizza wheel this week uh, last week's How many? And I had a conversation actually with uh, this person we're we're speaking about in the comments, uh, as far as uh, um, what constituted the number of cars finishing on the lead lap of the Daytona 500, because there was the big wreck at the end where those cars they weren't lapped, but they didn't finish per se.
2: But they got constituted. They were already on that end lap, so they constituted as them finishing on that lap.
1: But they did not finish that lap. Either way, they, either way, the, the scoring. The, the the either way, I don't think it makes a difference in, as far as who won. Um, Kathy was our was our uh, winner for the show. She guessed seventeen. Oh, I should say the the number I'm going with was eleven. Eleven cars crossed the line, finishing two hundred laps. I believe it was like seventeen or eighteen, uh, if you include the cars that were in the wreck that finished one hundred ninety nine laps but did not cross the line. So, Kathy guessed seventeen. There's only
3: eleven cars finished. 200 laps.
1: Correct. So I went with the 11. That's my official number for this. And our online winner. And in this, I I came up with the official number before I looked through it to see who won, because I I don't really care. And uh, our online winner was Gretchen Knapp. Who uh, guessed 13. That's two in a row for Gretchen That is two in a row, yeah. I think she she owes me a pizza now from Big D's Pizza. I
3: wonder if they... I wonder if
1: Gretchen would deliver. Uh, she might. I don't know. Um, so this week's how many. And uh, you cannot come to my house to uh, take care of this week's how many. Uh, if you want a ch- chance to win uh, Big D's Pizza. So here's here's the story behind this. Um, my car, uh, the Ocho, as we referred to it, Ocho 3.0 is the version we're on now, is going away. I'm switching cars. I'm getting getting something new. And oh, she said maybe she would deliver, according to my brother. Uh, so the problem is that my garage, or the, the shop that I have, uh, opens up to my backyard. And since we had all that snow this past week, there's now like two feet of snow between. They're right outside the, the, my, my shop. So I can't get the car out to get it over to swap out the motor and get uh, what I'm calling Ocho, the next generation into to here so so what i'm going for is uh how much snow and i did watch uh, the weather today uh and it looks like it's going to warm up next week but uh, how much snow is going to be on the ground how many inches that's where we're going how many inches of snow are going to be on the ground directly in front of uh, my race shop garage door at 6 p.m next thursday so just about a week from now, right now, and I haven't even, just eyeballing it, there's probably a, a couple feet there because I think there's a drift. So
3: it's going to be so a little, there's going to be. Are any drifts or is that just, is that what's on the ground kind of level? And where are you going to measure from, Scott? I'm,
1: I'm going to measure at the highest point within three feet from uh, the, the, the,
3: the garage door. Okay, so you are going to measure three feet from the garage door.
1: Yes, if that's the highest uh, point of, of snow. Within three feet of the garage door, wherever the snow is the deepest, is where I'm going to stick my tape measure in and get that official f- official measurement. So if you want in on this week's how many, it's how, much, how many inches of snow are going to be in front of my garage at 6 o'clock next Thursday. And, and mind you, it's supposed to get above freezing come Monday or Tuesday, I believe. But we're also supposed to get more snow Sunday night, and I don't know about next week. So... What if somebody snowblower in front No, the snow is undisturbed. Not even my dog has gone into there because the snow is like twice as tall as my dog, who, again, is a little wiener dog. Uh, So the snow is undisturbed. If there is any disturbance uh, to that snow, any cheating, then they will be disqualified. Everybody will be disqualified. I don't know. We'll come up with something. Nobody's going to cheat. Nobody's going to go through my backyard. Um, so there you go. So put your guess in the comments of our Facebook live. Uh, you have until, I'm not going to let this go that long. We'll say till Monday at midnight because, well, no, not even that long because then you have an unfair advantage of knowing a little bit more. We'll say, uh, by the end of the weekend, Sunday, Sunday night at midnight, that's when you have, uh, to get your guess in. And, uh, like I said, I'll measure it six o'clock next Thursday before we come on. Assuming I actually remember, I'll probably be more like six forty-five, and I'll be like, "Oh crap, I forgot to go measure," and I'll run outside and measure it. So, so they're, they're in all honesty, that's probably the way it's going to be. So, uh, Kathy has the first guess. Is she gonna? Is she gonna guess?
3: Okay, Kathy. Sixteen
0: uh, inches.
3: Sixteen inches. Sixteen. Okay. Okay. What do you got, Ron? eight and a half
1: <laughs> i like that number
3: he, t- he took my guess oh joe and a half did i
2: yes what do you got jerry all
3: right, so i'm gonna call it nine all right I-, I feel bad
1: i'm gonna go with yeah. an optimistic eight and for other Ooh, reasons you guys put me in a box <laughs>
3: that's not that's not fair <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's got to be pretty much exactly eight and a half for you to I get that. Uh, Matt says seven point six four inches. That seems a little too complicated <laughs> on the decimal for me to figure out between uh, what's on, on my uh, on my tape measure. But we
3: shall see. So again, seven if you and want... five eight. That's, that's close to seven and five eight, Scott.
1: Thank you guys. I appreciate that. That I can figure out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't math after six p.m. in the evenings. But if uh, you want a chance to win a Big D's Pizza and you haven't already put your guess in, just go ahead and throw up uh, how many inches you think are going to still be there uh, next Thursday right there in the Facebook comments. If you're listening to us on YouTube or Twitter or on uh, any podcasting platform, come back to our Facebook page and put your guess in the comments. Just find this video and you'll be entered as long as you do it before Sunday at midnight. And if uh, you need any information how to find our Facebook lives, our Facebook page, just go to our website. HammerdownRacingReport.com, all kinds of great information on there. Check it out weekly, daily, whenever. Uh, we we had an upcoming race scheduled for this weekend, but again, the uh, Hangover Race 2 has been officially scrapped. We've given up. We've thrown in the towel on that. Um, I mean, I wasn't happy about it, but I totally understand the circumstances. We went from too warm and, and muddy to now it's uh, what the third biggest snowstorm in Toledo history, Northwest Ohio history, one-day snow total. So, yeah, a little bit of a problem there. We probably could make a pretty cool uh, snow mound, like, in the middle of the front stretch and make, like, a ramp on it or something. Ew. (laughs) I don't don't think Scott would go for that either. So, yeah, so that race has been officially canceled. It's not going to be made up, but the uh, schedule is out. And uh, we talked about that at first, uh, I believe, uh, May 9th. Was that the first show? We just released the schedule last night, and I forgot the yeah. night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and uh, pretty much every other week is uh, going to uh, be a race Sunday nights. Uh, still working on official times and purses and uh, official rules. But the general cars, uh, as far as classes are out there, he's going to run the 410s, the 305s, and the compacts together. Uh, and then UMP late models. He got UMP sanctioning on Monday this week, so that just happened. So UMP late model, UMP modifieds, uh, which is going to excite some people because uh, modifieds have been looking for a place, especially on Sundays, Um, and uh, what he's calling the Detroit iron class, which is going to be that uh, combination class of the trucks, the the bombers, uh, and I guess that was about it. But it's uh, basically a stock class. So we and, need
2: the four cylinder trucks there
1: at keep Town. He didn't he was t- he didn't mention those last night. So he's he's <laughs> he, he talked about that. We'll we'll see what happens there. So this is just the first schedule meant to be a, a foundation to build on for for next year and maybe there'll be more of a weekly kind of thing as opposed to every other week. But the uh the biweekly or every other week uh deal kind of he made a good point where if uh, an event gets rained out, you know, Sunday gets rained out, he's got the opportunity of an open Sunday the following week to Possibly make it good, maybe not the, for the traveling shows who may be booked already, but for a regular weekend event, there's that possibility that it, it could be made good. So that's kind of a cool thing.
2: Yep. I was looking at the schedule here, right here. I don't the test and tunes, uh, Sunday, April 11th and Sunday, April 25th. So guys get a chance to, to check out the track before the, the May 9th opening night. So make sure you guys all check that out. I'll stream Speedway. Nah. There you go. Thanks to our
1: associate producer, Dave Kemmer, and field correspondents, uh, Matt Swander, Doug Dock. I have to take Doug Doc off there. I haven't heard from him in a while. Some dusky guys. On. They're doing their own show on Sunday's non-racing thing. I think it's taken too, up too much of his time. Focus <laughs> on the racing stuff. Uh, next week on the show, we're going to be talking to Jay Steele, Safety Director at Motor City Racing, Nashville Speedway as well. Uh, we'll have a safety-themed safety, uh, show. Sometimes I look at the comments and I get distracted. It's like squirrel. (laughs) So that's uh, next Thursday on the show. Tune in 7 o'clock right here, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And uh, like I said, follow us. uh, That way you don't get left behind. And uh, two weeks from tonight, we're uh, speaking of your dirt track truck series. uh, We're going to have Andy King on, and I believe he uh, may bring another driver on as well um, to uh, talk about that series and and what they're going to be doing for this year. Wanted, like you had said last year, he wanted to get uh, something going uh, in 2020, but uh, COVID kind of messed that up.
2: Yeah, with, with... put a big kibosh on it, Yeah, uh, which really stinks, because he, he does have a, a very good plan in place to, to try to get that series going. And, and if you're interested in, in an inexpensive way to race, but you want to go a little bit and, and see some different tracks, his series is going to be the best way to do that.
1: I've never seen uh, the the four cylinder trucks.
2: It's just your S tens. I
1: right there's one. Well, I've never Jerry, seen them, in action. You've also rolled Jerry, over. Jerry, have you
3: heard anything about Waynesfield this year?
2: I have not. Have not spoken to anybody from Waynesfield yet. Uh, I will actually put my feelers out to get a hold of a couple people, see if they've got any the, the uh, decisions made yet to see if they're going to run i know they have a couple events scheduled with the all-stars uh i believe ball series has some events scheduled there uh so it's it's kind of basically like lima they're they had not putting out a full schedule yet but they are still planning on racing
1: so i was just going to ask uh, if you had any updates on on lima at all
2: unfortunately no in a holding pattern uh because essentially the biggest part of it is going to be seeing capacity. If we're going to be able to open a full season, or if we're going to have to try something different, so. Well,
1: hopefully uh, that gets opened up sooner than later. We got some. We got some time. Thanks again to our sponsors. Uh, presenting sponsor Oakshade Raceway, we the fastest meet to race. Uh, expect their schedule, full schedule, to be coming out. Uh, I'd say within uh, two or three weeks. Hopefully sooner. I could be surprised. I, I just, sometimes it just I get an email and I have the schedule. I'm like, woohoo! There it is. Never know when it's going to happen, so uh, looking forward to that. Um, make sure to follow them on uh, Twitter and Facebook so you can get, uh, as soon as that schedule, schedule is released, uh, you'll see it. Thanks to Real Geese Silhouette Decoys. and Support all our sponsors, too, because they make this possible. This actually costs us money. We're not making any money on, on doing this thing. Uh, we do it because we enjoy it. It's fun. So uh, support those that support us, and uh, you know everybody's happy then. Uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, uh, check them out, realgeese.com. Of course, Millstream Speedway, uh, they're going to do another Facebook Live with an update. I believe March 10th is what uh, Scott had said last night. So uh, probably not going to be any uh, new information there, but make sure to uh, follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Check out their website, millstreamspeedway.net, so you don't miss out on anything. Big D's Pizza and Clyde, they've been uh, behind us for quite a while now. We appreciate them them and their sponsorship. So, uh, go get a big nut burger, pizza, whatever. I think he had to close the other day. He closed early because of the snow. I was like, I saw that. I was like, Oh man, that sucks. But that, yeah. would, that would have been a good night to get delivery though. You don't want to be out in that, but
3: yeah. And, and congratulations to Dean for picking a really great car to sponsor. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping he,
1: she picks me to sponsor. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> I might win some races then.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, and also, Ron Miller Race Cars, he's a good sponsor, too. Uh, make sure to support Ron there, 734-856-7223. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, brought my trailer up there this weekend because uh, the taillight got just about ripped off on the way to Sandusky on New Year's Day because there was something in the road, and I was following his uh, son, and his son kind of kicked it up and I put it right in front of my truck, nowhere to go, and kind of got wrapped around my wheels in the back and then, Ripped off the uh, the tail light, and the tail light's still on there, and it works. So uh, good, it was an excellent job. Yay! <laughs> so uh, give around a round of call seven three four well, eight five
3: six. You come on, no, guy.
1: not at all. Except I still haven't tried standing on it like you said I could. I, I figure I'm not going to tempt fate.
3: You can, you can.
1: I'm sure I can. It seems pretty pretty sturdy. How about I? Can I pull the car up on it?
3: That uh, I don't care. <laughs>
1: I meant, maybe I should have asked it. Will it support the car if the wheel is on top of it?
3: Yeah, you know, I think it would.
1: Well, that's that's damn impressive then. Okay, um, no hammer down hotline this week. But if you want to leave us a message, uh, hey, hammer down race report. Well, that that was the wrong thing. <laughs> that was from a few weeks ago. <laughs> that's what I meant to hit. If you want to. Leave us a message anytime, uh, 24 hours a day. Call the Hammerdown Hotline, 419-318-3081. Operators are standing by to take your message Uh, anytime. Again, 419-318-3081. We'll play it back at the end of the show. I don't care. It doesn't have to be racing-related. You can talk about whatever you want, and most likely we'll play it and have fun with it. Uh, But uh, no calls this week. I think people were busy with uh, playing in the snow. So that's it for this week's show. That's it already? I think so. I know. It's only a little after 8, but uh, I think we're done. I think it's time to go. Thanks uh, to Amber Balkin for uh, joining us this evening, and uh, we'll be, again, watching to see if she gets that first win in that uh, new series out west, March 26, SpeedSport TV. Really
3: looking forward to watching her career. Uh, I, from what I read, she's got a lot of talent, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll see how that works out. Hopefully uh, she'll get a ride. In uh, an ARCA race this year, ARCA West race, if if not a, a truck series event, that'd be kind of cool. A lot of girls getting in the uh, the truck series. Yeah, we've, we've seen Natalie move up through. We've seen Haley Deegan moving up through, and um, Amber's. I mean, she seems to uh, she she's been involved in racing. I think longer than them, uh, but uh, she's she's working her way up there as well. I think she might be the real deal. We'll find out though. Cool.
2: We'll see. All
1: right. We'll see you guys next week, 7 o'clock, right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We out for Rod Peace. Miller, Jerry Keezer
3: See you, guys. I'm
1: Scott Hammer. Bye-bye.
0: You have been listening to the Down Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform.